Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 117 of the Tutor Podcast. Everything you need to start, grow and love your tutoring business. With me, Neil Camado. So today, guys, um, as we are hopefully looking towards getting out of this ridiculous lockdown situation we've been railroaded into, it's a great tool to take us forward so that we can plan and structure our way out of this and get back to something like normal whatever that normal is for you and the idea is accountability now accountability as a a broad term just means holding yourself to account but this isn't particularly easy if you're on your own as you're a solopreneur as you were so I think it's a great idea that uh, we start to look outside of ourselves for people to team up with. Let's call them accountability partners. They're people who we know, like and trust with whom we can bounce ideas around on a regular basis, set goals to and report back to. It's setting somebody outside of just ourselves to whom we have to really show up and uh, be judged on what we've actually done. So here's the the basic idea. For accountability, you set yourself a goal. Um, Generally, we get pretty enthusiastic and we we start out great on it and then it sort of gets derailed or slows down. We hit a brick wall and we stop, lose our way, and that's about it. Now, that's extremely common. It's kind of how news resolutions fall apart a lot of the time. It's true of all goal settings. Now, hopefully your goals are written down and you look at them every single day, at least three times. Now, that's the best way I know to get anything done and to get what you want. But sometimes that's just not enough and you need help. And that's where this idea of a accountability partner comes in. Now, I'm not talking about a mentor. That's that's something for another day. What I'm talking about is someone who is kind of on your level in in business or life where you act as a mutual support and accountability partnership. So it's not a mentor who's miles down the road dragging you forward. It's someone who's on the same journey with you. And you're around about equal at where you're at so i wouldn't partner with someone who's worth 30 40 million as an accountability partner i'd want them as a mentor but i'd be looking at someone who's whereabouts i am you know in, in the world within the teaching business within the property business and sit down with them so that we can go forward together and hopefully double our insights or create some kind of synergy together Now, as I said, it's important to find someone that you trust, somebody you like. 
something that you're not in competition with. Now, the reason you want to have someone you like and trust is who wants to work around an idiot? Who wants to work around a moron? One of my rules in life is DDWT, which means don't deal with tossers. So I want to spend time with someone that I like and trust. The trust part is really important because you've got to be very, very honest with yourself and with your accountability partner in order to get the clarity and you know deal with the reality of, of where you're at. So they've got to be honest with you. You've got to be honest with them. And that's why you shouldn't be in competition with your accountability partner. You need their trust. You don't want to be thinking that they're looking into your business and they're going to take some element of that away. They're going to strip it. So if you're a tutor, you know, I'm a guitar music tutor. So I maybe team up with a science tutor, an English tutor or a PT, personal trainer, somebody like that. In, in property, I'm doing residential at the moment. Maybe I'll team up with someone who's doing commercial or a different property strategy than I'm currently in. So the aim for both of us is that we support one another. We can brainstorm and hold each other to account. Uh, I like the idea of having a second pair of eyes on a situation, somebody else who can bring their own insights and viewpoint into the room. Now, if you can find someone like that, brilliant. Just be grateful for it and really give all you can to the process. So the idea is that you want to sit down and do this at least monthly with your accountability partner. I like the idea of having a regular fixed day, time and place to do this. Get it in the diary. Whoever... What's the word I'm looking for here? <clears throat> Whoever mucks about with the schedule, they're the one who buys the dinner or the lunch or breakfast or whatever you're doing. They stand the cost of that. Otherwise, it's a 50-50 split. If I'm holding myself accountable, if I'm working without an accountability partner, as I am at the moment, if I don't keep that meeting with myself, then I will donate a chunk of cash to a charity or an organization that I absolutely despise. So that's somebody who's politically at the other end of the spectrum to me, because I want to have a good reason for showing up. So that's just a little deterrent I've put in place for myself and for an accountability partner to stop them going all flaky on me. So having got that in the diary and showing up, the format is that we together review and report on what we did last month in regards to the commitments we'll have made at the previous meeting, which will become clear in a second. We can then brainstorm the current issues, review and update the goals and the plans for the next month, and reset next month's commitments and, and goals for each other. Then we put in the diary and confirm next month's meeting, place, time, etc. It's a pretty simple process. The hard part is the people. Now, 
as I said, I'm currently working without an accountability partner. I'm looking around, but I'm not seeing any candidates yet that I would be happy to work with. So at the moment, I do the same process with myself. There's a three hour block of time put in the diary for the first Saturday in the month. Nothing takes the spot. I go away to a restaurant when they're open or to a particular place in the house where I can just focus on this one thing. So there's no internet, there are no computers there. Nothing gets into that space, nothing takes the spot in the diary. So I'll sit at a table with two seats at it. When I'm on this side of the table, I'm Neil, the guitar teacher. I'm feckless, I'm daft, I'm distracted, I'm prone to wasting time and doing all the things that you do. And then when I sit on that seat, which is the other side of the table, I try to model my old boss. Let's call him Mark. Mark's a classic overachiever, elite athlete. He's a very, very smart entrepreneur, very successful business builder. And when I'm in that seat over that side of the table, as let's call him Mark, I'm overseeing my projects and plans from his point of view. Now he's very tough, he's very fair, he's always honest. And uh, he's always looking to protect the downside and maximize the upside in any situation. Now when I'm doing this, I speak everything out loud everything this sounds a really weird thing but i record what i'm doing so if i'm talking to my alter ego mark the other side of the table i'm talking to mark and when the mark character is talking back to me then i'm talking as mark and interestingly i tend to use a different form of words different syntaxes and a different language scheme almost when I'm in that character it's very interesting so Neil the tutor reports Mark reviews he assesses and responds um, so I'll say my bit then I'll go and sit on the other seat say Mark's bit and come back it's a bit odd but it works the Mark character is way more challenging than the Neil guitar tutor is he keeps asking me these annoying questions. What else? How can you do that? That's when I'm looking at positive things. What else can you do? How can you make that happen? How are you going to implement that? And when I've got challenges and problems, then he'll ask me what I'm going to do to overcome it. When I tell him that I haven't hit my deadline or implemented a plan, he'll ask me why not. Then he'll ask me what I'm going to do to make it happen. It's a really strange thing. But it's so useful to have a meeting with yourself and, and be really deeply honest. Even if you have to adopt someone else's character to do that, to give you access to the resources that you, as you know yourself, don't have. So typical questions are, Mark will ask me, which of your definite goals 
did you achieve last month? And this is the same set of questions that we use as a regular accountability partner rather than invisible friend. So which of your definite goals did you achieve last month? And how do you know you achieved it? That's why it's important to have goals that are measurable and identifiable and as, as a pass or fail kind of state. You'll then ask the question, what did you do? What are you currently doing to make the achievement of your goal memorable and repeatable, replicable in the next month? I think that's a really good question because often you'll achieve a goal and then nah, forget about it. What I do is reward myself and try to imprint the, the idea of a particular reward for the achievement of a particular goal. So when I got to a certain point in my uh, guitar teaching business, my goal was to have a, a handmade Italian sports car, which I now own. It wasn't very expensive, it wasn't flash. And every time I drive that, I remind myself of the achievement of that goal, and it makes me want more. And that wanting more makes me think about how I'm going to replicate and repeat the successes I had to get me to that point. So one of the more difficult questions is which of your definite goals have you not yet achieved? And that is a follow question, which is what are you doing now or what can you do in the future to make success in that goal inevitable? What problems do you need to overcome and how will you overcome them? The next question then is, when will that be done by? Now, if you're working with an accountability partner, this is the time where you put the times and the dates to follow up and check. It might be a phone call, an email, a message, whatever. Something that just nudges them and says, I'm watching. That's a vital part of the accountability process. Another great question that I love to ask in these sessions is what new opportunities have appeared this month? And just blurt them out, a whole list of them. We then need to identify which ones are worth looking at and which ones are not worth looking at. So the question to identify the ones that I want to pursue are, is that consistent or are those opportunities consistent with your mission? Where does it fit? If the answer is yes, then what's the time and effort and money cost of pursuing that idea? Get really clear about that. Is it worth pursuing? That's really what we're asking. What's the likely return on the investment and what's the chances of a return of the investment? Uh, most people think of ROI, which is usually return on investment as the measure of success. But I think what you really have to consider as well is, will I experience the return of my investment? 
So if I'm looking at an investment in an asset, say I'm buying another property, am I going to get my money back on that investment if I sell it? Or can I structure and refinance it so that I can take my money back out and effectively own the property for nothing? That's the return of my investment, not just the return of it, not just the return on it. So if it's worth looking at, it's worth doing, it fits the mission, how can I do it? Who do I need to get involved? Can I farm this out to someone else? Now that's the stuff that I want to keep that fits my plan. If I see an opportunity that's appeared that doesn't fit my plan, my next question is, who can I sell this on to? If there is a margin there for me or some sort of leverage, can I sell that on as a deal or as a concept to someone and take a piece of the action? So opportunities are everywhere, but not all of them are worth picking up or pursuing. I like the idea also when we're doing these accountability sessions to ask the question of my accountability partner or have Mark, my invisible AP, ask me this question. What are you going to do more of this month? What are you going to do less of this month? What are you going to do the same amount of this month? And what are you going to stop doing this month? These are four really powerful questions. So it's, what are you going to do more of? What are you going to do the same of? What are you going to do less of? And what are you going to stop doing? And put that on the accountability sheet so that you have to report back on whether you actually did those things. So by the time we next meet, what will you have done. Now I like to stress the word have done. Not what you've done, but what will you have done? What will you've completed? If it's a single item, great. If you've got multiple things on your list, in what order are you gonna do them? And when are they gonna get done by? These are tough questions, but if you're honest enough and you straight enough with yourself and with your accountability partner, whether real or imagined, it works. Accountability partnerships work if you've got the right person at the table with you. And they work because they exert strong peer pressure upon you. You don't want to be standing up and saying, well, I'm a dismal failure in this because then it cuts down this tendency to justify yourself. It means that when you say you're going to do something, you're going to aim more close to stay true to what you say you're going to do. We always try to stay true to what we say about ourselves. So when we tell our accountability partner that we're going to do something, we are much more likely to do it than if we're just telling ourselves that. So the idea is that we kind of push and pull one another and ourselves along in the direction we want to go to give us some momentum, maintain the momentum we already have. 
if we do that we can push against our comfort zone now it's very easy for me to get comfortable because as a successful tutor i've been able to build passive income from property that means i don't have to work if i don't want to but the accountability part of the process means that i want to keep on growing it keeps asking me what else can you do what are you going to do about that what are you going to do next how are you going to grow that it's almost like i'm daring myself or i'm daring my accountability partner to get on with it and this is a two-way street if you're doing this with someone else they're asking you you're asking them it's a back and forth all the time egging each other on daring one another to just do that a little bit better now the other great thing about having a good accountability partner is that it's almost like a sacred positive space and time it's a great um, antidote to normal life where the mainstream media the television papers radio etc are just bombarding us with negativity and bullshit things that really make life seem a pretty dismal experience so having someone who's also an entrepreneur on the same journey as you, the other side of the table, cheering you on, pulling you forward, lifting you up, helping you to solve your problems. It's encouraging and it's, it's a great support mechanism. So get yourself an accountability partner. If you can't find a real person yet, keep looking. In the meantime, borrow someone mentally borrow them and have them ask these questions because it's a simple process so who do you know now to whom you could reach out to be an accountability partner for yourself and where you could be a good accountability partner for them if they're miles ahead then you're really looking at a, a mentor mentee relationship but if it's someone who's around about where you are in the world and on their journey that could be an ap get into the process with them and ask them if they'd be interested in a mutual support and accountability relationship if you like when you're doing this then give as much as you can to the process because the more you give, the more your accountability partner will want to give back to you. If they're not up for that, you need to find a different accountability partner. Fire the losers, the people who aren't playing the game. I think it's vitally important when you do this to respect their time and especially respect your time to be well prepared for these meetings, to show up and to do it to the fullest. If you do that, you'll get boatloads out of it. If you half-arse it or, you know, you don't, you don't really pursue it, then you're not going to get much out of it. You're going to be wasting their time and yours, I think. Now, I promise, if you get yourself an accountability partner or if you just have to imagine one, the process will reap massive benefits for you. When I've used this process before, it's been incredibly productive. It's been helpful. 
for me, it's been worth an awful lot of money for my accountability partner of up until about 18 months ago when we decided we weren't going to do this anymore because they wanted to go and do something else. Then it was worth a lot of money for them and it enabled them to walk away from the job they didn't like and go and do something they did like. So get yourself an accountability partner. As a business mentor myself, part of my coaching and mentoring business, this is one of the big benefits of having a coach or a mentor. Okay, so this is a paid relationship. You're going to be very vested in that. But even a peer-to-peer -peer accountability partnership relationship is worth so much because it compels you to be very honest with yourself, to look at your activities and what you did, what you didn't do, what you said you were going to do, what you kidded yourself about, and just be honest with yourself. Get clarity on your situation because you can't deal with life and the situation if it's a fantasy. You can only deal with the reality. So when you drag reality kicking and screaming out, and you, you talk about it and you write stuff down to take you forward and how you're going to respond to that, you can figure out where you're going next. When, particularly at the moment, when every day is kind of Groundhog Day, where you don't know what you're going to be able to do to go forward regarding the old business model of getting in the room face-to-face -face with students, this idea of asking yourself the question, asking your accountability partner the question, then having them bounce it back to you of what are you going to do this month to take you forward, knowing what we currently know. I promise you this, guys, if you find yourself a great accountability partner, a real face-to-face -face person is just wonderful. If you can't find one, then rummage around mentally in the ragbag of your mind and find an imaginary accountability partner. So mine, I'm, gr I'm grateful that I have this example of a person who was just a, a terrifically powerful mind, uh, fiercely courageous, he'd always just call it for what it was. Very, very honest, straight guy and be able to model his behavior for me is just uh, a gift. Get yourself an AP or imagine one for yourself. Put the time in your diary, go somewhere and do this. I promise you the accountability system, particularly if you can get another human being involved, is powerful. You have to show up. Um, Anytime you've got a deadline and a level of expected performance, it holds you to account. And particularly if you're in a comfort zone, it's really important to have that to keep you progressing forward. I'm personally very grateful to the tech team who handle the podcast edits and uploads and things because they expect me to be uploading a podcast episode every week. They have a deadline at close of business on a Wednesday, and if it's not done, this doesn't make it online. So kudos to the lads and lasses at the podcast hub.
I'm, I'm in awe of you guys. I don't know how you put up with me, but I'm glad that you do. So with that in mind, I'll just wrap up for now. And say accountability works if you work at it. I know the value of it. I know that you're going to find a heap of value in this. So start now and let me know how you get on. I'm always eager to hear your feedback and your experiences, how you make some of these ideas work for you. If they don't work for you, bounce it back to me and maybe there's something I can learn from that. Get in touch. It's info at neilcanwidow.com. Follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Podcast. And as always, this podcast remains true to what I think life is really about, and that's helping people as you start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Now, go and have a fabulous day. See you next time. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses.